in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbossitdown.com. Sign up for the nation news at rondonradio.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 501 now, a bonus episode of the Ron and Don Show. Anyway, on the bonus episode every Friday, we're talking real estate. We're going to spend about 15 minutes right now just talking about real estate. And I want to thank everyone that's listening because these episodes are actually doing, well, they're doing phenomenal. And don't forget, one of the reasons we're talking about real estate, Ron, is because we have a life-changing event coming up February 16th. And, well, we want you to consider coming. Yeah, yeah there's only a handful of spots open. Uh, we've had some people that have responded already and signed up. This is for folks that want to make a change. That's why it's ronanddon.com slash change. You're saying, I'm tired of being a renter, or I would like to figure out how to increase my wealth. Uh, I, I Maybe my rents have been going up year over year, and it keeps squeezing me out of the areas I want to live in. How do I crack this nut? Nobody ever taught me how to do this. That's what this event is for. And so you can find out more at ronandon.com slash change. And there is nothing in my life financially that has changed it better than real estate. Yeah. Uh, and I know for you, uh, you're a real estate millionaire, and and it changed your life, I think, more than anything we've ever done. Yeah, and it's interesting, you guys. My friend Amanda reached out the other day, and she saw that we were doing this, and she got really pumped about it. She's a single mom. She has a daughter. And she recently bought a house, and then, I, and, and then she said, and now what? She's like, how do I go from buying a house to buying a duplex? How do I go from buying a house to buying a second house? How do I go from buying a duplex, let's say, and buying a fourplex? She said, I don't know how to do that. That's called snowballing, and we're going to teach you how to snowball and stack your real estate as you stack your wealth. We're going to teach you at this life-changing event, all right? And for some of you, it's going to open up a conversation where then we'll sit down and have a real one-on-one Ron and Don sit down, and we can talk about your future as far as being a buyer, uh, a seller, an investor. Let's let's do this today because we're in a market right now. We're recording this. It's f- We're heading into February 2023, and Ron, this is the question. I often hear, is it a buyer's market or is it a seller's market or is it an investor's market? Could it be a buyer's market, a seller's market, and an investor's market all at the same time? And Ron, I'm going to ask you, your answer is it depends, and now you can take it from here. <laughs> so buyer's market and seller's market is, a, is verbiage from economists. All right, where where that comes from is from economists that study real estates as markets. And so it is a metric they use. What is the statistic? What is the metric that underlies that label? So what it is is a metric called months of inventory. So I want you to just imagine in your brain that your little town has 10 houses for sale. That is the inventory. How long would it take to sell 
all the inventory if nothing else changed. So no new houses coming on the market. Uh, everything's frozen in time. You're just going to sell these 10 houses. And so if you, once you sell out, you have zero houses left on the market. And so that metric, they do it in terms of months for, for a metropolitan area. So economists would look at Seattle and they'd say, how many housing units are for sale? How long would it take those housing units to be consumed at the current pace? Mm. And so anything, so the, the number in the middle, if you think of like your gas gauge on your car, right straight up and down is four months. So in a four-month uh, inventory, economists consider that to be a balanced market. So for, if you put your house on the market, if it sits there for four months until it's closed, that is a balanced market. So buyers and sellers have to come together and hammer out a deal because things are balanced. Anything under four months is considered a seller's market, meaning that inventory is low and therefore there's more buyers competing for fewer houses that does what? It causes price to go up. It also causes contingencies to be waived, which we can talk about in a second. Anything above four months, so and a lot of times after the, the Great Recession, you would have houses like, uh, or markets like Phoenix or Las Vegas, there would be 18 months of inventory. Yeah, we're sitting in a house right now that, that was on the market in Seattle, in the Queen Anne neighborhood, uh, for six months, it had been on the and market. So many of those houses would then go into foreclosure, right. and it, it, it cascades in a domino effect of becoming a seller's market. You have the pick of the litter. Uh, you can go out and pretty much any house that you want to write an offer on, that seller is going to work with you because their house is very, like, nobody. there's no demand. So that's the model that's set up. Four months is the benchmark. If it's uh, above four months, it's a buyer's market. If it's below four months, it is a seller's market. Yes. In the last couple years prior to, let's go 2018, 2017, uh, up till you know, maybe 2018 to 2021, 2022, there were neighborhoods and regions in the Pacific Northwest that would have 0 0.4 0 0.5 months of inventory. That's as far on your gas gauge. That's all the way over uh, to seller. Like it's pinned towards seller. What does that mean? Well, if you just looked at a bar graph or you looked at a chart of what price action did uh, over that time frame, it's almost straight up. Like you, you were seeing 22% per year uh, price increases. You would see, this is where we saw all those stories in the media of like House in Bellevue had 67 offers and it went for 600 grand over list price. You and I had a listing on the, on the water in Sammamish that went $450,000 over our list price. W were we trying to do that? No, like we thought we put it at the money. Like we weren't trying to escalate that there was just so much demand for that type of housing that it caused the price to escalate. Now what has happened? Well, interest rates doubled. Uh, and so the pendulum has swung back uh, towards balanced. It is still technically not a buyer's market, but it feels like it because we were in this raging inferno of 0 0.5. So if it gets up to two months or to three months, uh, it feels like a buyer's market. And so what does that mean? It means price action is lower. There's less competition per house. You can still find the perfect house where there's going to be 10 offers. That still exists in Seattle right now. You still see some situations where there will be a price war or an escalation of price. 
But for a lot of times now, you don't have to waive every contingency. A buyer can come in and have a more balanced offer, be less of a, a pressure on time. Uh, maybe you can take your time a little bit more, get inspections. We, we had a buyer last year that we went in, inspected a condo. This buyer put an offer in. The seller accepted it. And then we said, hey, um, you're, you, you cut a hole in your fire door so that your dog could get out. We want you to replace the fire door. It's code. It's safety code. Our inspector called it out. You got it that you can't, you compromise the fire door and no longer will, you know, burn the way it's supposed to if there was a fire. And it was $600 maybe. And they were like, no, not going to do it. Because they were still living in, you know, the time of this escalation. And so our, our buyer was like, okay, <laughs> we're out. Like, if you're not going to do that, there's a lot of, lot of condos on the market right now. We ended up getting her a different condo, I think a better condo, ultimately, that she really enjoys the neighborhood. But that would have, a buyer two years ago would have never done that. I, they would have been like, we're not fixing the door. And you'd go, okay, I guess I'm, guess I'm going to fix the door. But that's the type of thing that happens when the market starts to correct. Yeah, and it's called having leverage. I always say that life is leverage. A lot of people don't understand the leverage sometimes that they have, right? Sometimes we have leverage over our kids and we use it and we abuse it and we shouldn't, right? We need to teach our kids about leverage, about uh, about financial leverage, right? That's one of the things that we aren't taught generally when we're in our school systems here. And you need to understand your financial leverage so you can create more of it. Because the more financial leverage you have, the more passive income you can create, the more freedom you'll have, the more you can travel, the more you can take care of yourself, and the more you can take care of the people around you. I drive a really old truck, you guys, and I'm fine driving that old truck. I could go out and buy any car that I want to buy right now. But building wealth and real estate for me wasn't about driving some schleppy car. It's not. For me, it's creating a feeling in my family that I never had before of confidence that financially, here comes a recession. This is the first time being in, and I don't think we're going into a recession. I think we're in one. This is the first time where I feel comfortable, where I feel like it's going to be okay. And I want my son to feel comfortable and like it's going to be okay too. But you know what we're doing? We are in a recession, so we're learning about a recession. We're learning about things where we can cut back. We're learning about what happens to other people when they're in a recession and how we can help them. Going through toys, deciding what we're going to give away, going through our clothes. How can we help others? How can we serve others? That's really what this life-changing event is about, February 16th, is, is, is showing you, whether you're a buyer or seller or investor, how you can create leverage for yourself and use that leverage to help yourself, your family, and to help others. And if you want to go out and buy that really cool car, we'll go for that too. So we're going to talk more at this event about being a buyer and the levers and the leverage that you have. It's really important that when you get in a real estate deal to understand the levers that you do have, because sometimes you have to punch those levers, and to understand the levers that you don't have. Sometimes people reach for a lever and they don't have it, right? And if you don't understand it and you don't get it, we'll do a Ron and Don sit down and we'll explain more. Now let's talk about this. If you're a seller in the market, Ron, we have sellers right now that are coming to us and they're saying, hey, you know what? We feel like the market has corrected. Uh, we need to sell because life happens. 
mom passed away, dad passed away. Uh, things are happening where we're going to move or I got a new job. What do you say to sellers out there as it appears like this is shifting to a buyer's market? Does, this, does, it, does it mean for our sellers out there right now that we're telling them not to sell? Yeah, we were telling them that during the holidays, right? You didn't hear us bring any homes on during the holidays because we told our sellers, hang on, but here comes the spring of 2023 and game on. Let's get ready to sell. But it's going to be a different approach than it was before, right? I believe not just in real estate, but in life, you live with the reality as it is right now. People that live in the past or live in the future typically are very unhappy. And so you live in the moment. Uh, we always hear that phrase, uh, you know, it's, it's taught in yoga and in a lot of different religions. If you can live in the moment, uh, that is where you're happy. This is the only moment we have. So I, we, Don and I do not have the, the, the ability to recreate market demands that existed for your neighbor or for your friend or for the thing that happened a year ago. That that was that moment, this is this moment. It, as a market, this is a very, very healthy market. Seattle uh, has lots of jobs, it has lots of money, it has lots of millionaires, it has lots of uh, top 100 companies in the world. The, the All of those things are benefits for Seattle. That makes it more expensive to live here, but we're, we're not a Rust Belt city like Cleveland. Like we're not, uh, you know, in the, in the deep South, like, you, you know, somewhere in Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, where these things are really impacted. Mm. It swings very, very hard against yeah. a community like this. So what I would say to sellers is we will get the best result for you right now. And so right now, if you enter the marketplace, it is different than it was a year ago. And so you, we need to have expectations commensurate with this and all the stuff I just said five minutes ago. We're probably going to get someone that asks for an inspection. You're probably not going to get someone that waives every single contingency. We're most likely not going to have multiple offers. We could, but let's not expect that. Uh, and so we're going to have to be a little more clear-eyed on like, this is what your house is worth. And if you bought a house 20 years ago in, in the Pacific Northwest, you're still going to make a tremendous amount of money if you have just been paying your mortgage. So let, let's not pretend like... Uh, it's the difference between, you know, hitting a grand slam and, and hitting a three run Homer. Yeah. Like, like it's not like we've fallen off a cliff. Yeah. I think, I think the market, depending on what kind of buyer, what kind of seller you are, I think it could be a buyer's market and a seller's market. I think this market is right now. And for investors out there like me or like some of my partners, we are used to paying really high interest rates and we're used to having to put a lot of money down. So on the properties that I own that aren't my primary homes, I've had to put 30% down on those properties. So I'm used to that. And I'm also used to paying a higher interest rate because when you're an investor, you just get charged more money and you always have. So when we see 4.8 to 6% as far as an interest rate goes from like a boutique bank here in Seattle, I do a lot of stuff with Seattle Bank, Brian Goulet. They're really great. Go check them out. Uh, it, it, it's especially if you're an investor. If you're an investor, they do a great job. The 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 interesting thing is when you are used to seeing those numbers, the numbers that we're currently seeing that people are seeing on their primary homes, it it there's a real shock to it. But when you're an investor, you couldn't go out and get 1.9 percent financing 
on a home that wasn't your primary. You, ju- you just couldn't do that. So, and, and here's the bottom line for you, for an investor out there. Buying your first home is the hardest thing to do. Understanding how to purchase your second home is one of the most exciting things that you can do in real estate because that's where the snowball starts and that's where the snowball begins to turn into a snowman. And by the time you have built your snowman, you now own a bunch of properties that you could put in your portfolio. And now as you get older, you can say, you know what? I don't want to be involved in real estate anymore. I'm going to sell off this portfolio and I'm going to have a great life. Or I'm going to sell off some of this real estate, but for that real estate that I've really paid down the note, and you haven't done that, it's the people renting your properties that have paid down the note on that. Well, guess what that means? If you own a triplex somewhere and you've paid that down, that means for the rest of your life, owning that triplex, you have three doors, which means you have three checks, which means that's real mailbox money. And that's where passive income will become so important to you. As you grow older, you have more time, you want to travel, you're concerned about your health. Uh, We only have so many minutes and moments, you guys. And real estate is one of the greatest ways if wealth hasn't been handed or given to you, or it's not generational, to begin to build that generational wealth. And again, we all have different motivations for doing it. And for me, it was just growing up and in our house, always being afraid and always being scared about money. And for the first time in my adult life, I'm no longer scared or afraid because I dug in. I get it. I understand it. And even in this recession, there are ways for us to go out there and thrive and help each other. Hey, don't forget, February 16th, we'd love for you to come. Life-changing event. There's a handful of seats left. There really are. Uh, I think we're almost full, but but if we could add a few more chairs, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Ronanddon.com slash change. It'll explain to you the four things we'll be talking about that night. It's really easy and simple to sign up. We're not going to sell your information. And when you get there, we're not going to flim flam you and go, hey, buy our book, buy our tapes, buy our CDs, if they're still selling CDs. It's really just to share our experience with you and our love for real estate, and to meet some of you, right? Let's get on the other side of COVID. Let's get out there with those from the Ron and Don Nation uh, that love real estate as much as we do. Hey, thanks for listening to this special episode. It's going to drop every Friday. Please share that with maybe some of your friends or someone that's thinking about real estate. Maybe share this episode and say, hey, maybe you should go do a sit-down with Ron and Don. A lot of realtors are neighborhood specialists, and they specialize in a neighborhood, We are regional specialists, and we specialize in the region of Seattle and Tacoma and Everett and Olympia and heading all the way out over the Cascades and heading out there where the Olympics are too. So you're in Bremerton, Woodby Island, wherever that is, we are here for you. Ronandonsitdown.com, ronandonsitdown.com. Get signed up for the newsletter at ronandon.com. Everything's at ronandon.com. For Ron and myself, keep your head up, shoulders back. We'll see you at this life-changing event coming up. I sure hope that you're going to be there. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show, a special bonus edition only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network.